Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. A very warm welcome to all of you again uh, to my uh, yet another episode of Iftar for Soul podcast. And we are now right in the middle of Ramadan. It's 15 days. And uh, in two weeks from now, we will be inshallah celebrating the Eid. The, the last 10 days of Ramadan are also approaching, which are considered the best 10 nights of the year in Islam. And uh, and I will be talking about the significance of this last 10 nights more in my forthcoming episodes. Uh, but I'm really excited about it. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think I think today's uh, surah is going to be... Um, uh, is going to provide again an insight into one of the topics we've already been talking about, but from a different perspective. And uh, what always makes me wonder is like, how sometimes different problems ha- can have different names, yet they might have the same solution. And, and even if they seem complex, the solution doesn't have to be complex. A simple, so- a simple solution can, can, can solve so many complex um, issues at hand. But uh, the surah that we're going to discuss is it's it's a blessing actually. This surah uh, there are there are two very profound surahs in the Quran. Uh, the scholars have talked about it that that um, they, they they talk very precisely about about Allah. Uh, there's one surah that talks very precisely about Allah. The definition. I will not to say too much about this surah because it is going to be one of the surah in 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 this podcast. So I would save the the the. Yeah, I would save the excitement for that for that day, and uh, because that surah is very very dear to me, and uh, it is for me one of the the, the most s- the simplest and the clear cut surah when it comes to identification of God. It's it's a beautiful surah for me, and uh, however for for for, for the, so that was for Allah the other surah, because you know, so for non Muslims, uh, when when people accept Islam, they 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 uh, they pledge. Uh, to witness that there is no God but Allah and that uh, Prophet Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. So, you know, even in this statement, you have two parts. First is, your, first is the witnessing to, to, to the unity and the second is the witnessing to the, to the Prophet. So even in the Quran, so the first, surah, the, the first part for Allah is covered by the surah that I will talk about uh, in a few episodes. And the, the other part of the Prophet Muhammad is, is this surah. And the other surah for Allah is four ayat and this is three ayat. So it's, a, it's one of the shortest surahs in the Quran, actually the, the shortest surah in the Quran. Uh, the surah is 108, surah Al-Kawthar. And uh, it's, uh, it, it, means, it means abundance. Um, actually, honestly, the, the word kothar, is, it's, it's not easy. Some scholars have even argued that there is no language in the world that can, that can translate this, the meaning of, uh, of th- that there is one word translation for this um, uh, uh, word. Actually, the word kothar is, is now, for, simplicity, for simplistic reasons, uh, being translated to abundance. But actually, kothar is the source of abundance. So there's, there's an Arabic word kithir, um, which means a lot, which means, a, which means an abundance. But kothar is a superlative, but I don't know what form actually, but it's that form of the word which, which tells that the, where the excess comes from is the source. So the source, of course, has, is so much that you have abundance all over the place. So, you know, I hope you get the meaning that the kothar is the source of kathir, so to say. So there is, so there is no, you, can, you cannot even translate it to something as most abundant because 
even if it's most abundant, this, this abundance is coming from somewhere, right? So it is, it is this intensive form of the noun kathrat. And, um, and, and of course, the context, the context in which it is used is, is of course, uh, the spiritual benefits, the spiritual blessings, the limitless uh, goodness that comes uh, uh, with the message. But however, um, Kothar is also the name of a river that is believed um, in Islam, that it is believed that it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a river that is uh, whiter than milk uh, or snow and it's sweeter than honey. There are countless narrations of the Prophet on, on, on Kothar, what actually Kothar is. There have been, there, there, there have been abundant uh, hadith uh, and sayings of the companions uh, uh, regarding uh, what Kothar is. But the, the idea what, why uh, this, this surah was sent down actually is, it, it builds upon the same idea of mental well-being. Um, so the mental health of Prophet was seriously challenged for what he was going through in the early stages of Islam, especially, especially the things that people around him will say, say to him. So he you know he was he was he was rebuked he was insulted he was humiliated by by almost everyone around him which also begs the question like you know when 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 the muslims saw that prophet muhammad was humiliated no one resorted to violence or to attacks or to killing someone what you actually see right now i mean it it is definitely it is definitely um, a huge attack on dignity of Muslims, what France does in the name of freedom of speech, um, that when it draws caricatures of Prophet Muhammad and uh, they, they, they deliberately hurt the emotions and sentiments. And I think it's a very inconsiderate move on the, on the name of freedom of speech to, to hurt so many people out there. I mean, in the freedom of speech, doesn't mean that I will go around and, and if, if I know that, that the people will be hurt by us, by a certain by a certain statement, I would rather not say it. Right? For example, I cannot just go and and go to a person and start abusing or humiliating his mother to him because he keeps his mother to his such a high regard that even if I have the freedom to speak something, doesn't mean that I disregard the feeling of the other person or what he gives so much respect to. So anyway, so this was a small tension. But anyway, Prophet Muhammad was was being ridiculed. He was being remarked, rebuked. By, by, by not only the people in the community where he was living for the 40 years of his life, but also his own family was going against him. And they used to say very hurtful things to him, and we have covered that previous, in, in, in the previous podcast. Uh, and people used to say that you're a madman, that you, 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 you just hallucinate, you're delusional, you know, things like that. And uh, what happened is that specifically that uh, Prophet Muhammad Sallam had, uh, I think he had six kids. Uh, please, uh, the, 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 the exact number, I'm not sure at the moment, but I know that he had to bury at least five kids of his own. So the kids died during his lifetime. I mean, you know, we, we cannot even imagine the pain parents usually have to go through to bury their own child, let alone to know that their child has died. I mean, I, I, I went through recently through, 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 through deaths of the really beloved relatives of mine, and I, I know how difficult it was for me to see that happen right in front of my eyes, to, to see them being lowered in the grave. 
and to know that I will not see them again. And imagine that you have to do this to your own child. And I think parents can, can, can relate to this feeling much more than, 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 than we can. And uh, I've also lost my nephew. And, you know, you, and, and I, ca- I can't even imagine what my sister had to go through the pain. But what I'm trying to get here is that usually we, we are typically people b- bury their elders. Usually you don't bury your young ones, right? So my younger brother or my younger sister, my younger cousin, you know, it's usually that the elders one, they leave us earlier. So Prophet Muhammad had to bury six of five of his children, not, not, only, uh, not only one, there were six of them. The only one who remained, who died after the death of the Prophet was his uh, daughter Fatima. Um, perhaps you've, you've seen this, the hand of Fatima. It's, I'm sure you, even if you're not familiar with Islamic traditions, just Google this hand of Fatima, you know what I'm talking about. It's a... Uh, it's it's sold as a as a something all over the world. There, there are these two hands, especially in the North African countries, um, and some people also take it as a as a good luck charm and all that. Uh, anyway, um, long story short, so Prophet Muhammad lost all his kids. So so the thing is that the the Quraysh of that time, the people they used to make fun of him. Uh, they used to they used to use the word Abtar which will also bring me to the ayah that I've chosen to talk about, um, um, that uh, they used to make fun that, you know, you have... In, in, in that time, it was quite, as you can imagine, not only in, in, in Arab society, also in, in other civilizations. Of course, if you look at the... the, the um, even if you look at the mainstream media or uh, Middle Ages, having a son was always, had always been a matter of pride for the father that he will carry on my name. I mean, this is a mentality that still exists in kingdoms, right? So where you have kingdoms, where you have monarchies, they want a male child. So this male child can carry their name and they can, uh, the, 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 the father will be remembered. And uh, we, we, I think we also touched this topic in one of her previous episodes. So Prophet Muhammad was constantly uh, reminded of that by his peers that when they, you know, when they, when he saw when the people would see um, him burying his children, they would rejoice and they would say, "Ah, no one will carry his name. There is no one who, is, who will remember him, who will, who will give him support, who will be there in his uh, difficult times. And um, there will be no one to carry his nation. Um, and um, there, there will be no community uh, coming out of him uh, because of the message that he brings. So there will be no one to carry his message onwards. Because for them, it was just a message because Prophet Muhammad was definitely a community was being created who were accepting his message. So they saw that the, the people who were not believing in his message, they saw, okay, nothing will come out of this at the end. They will perish because there is no one to carry his message anymore. So as much as it was important for him, it also was, the deeper was, was the wound that, that Prophet Muhammad would feel. And uh, he would feel really sad about that. And, uh, and, um, to know that there is there is no one to carry his name, but you know history has it. Uh, before I come to that point, um, so the last ayah of the surah is what I'm going to talk about. Inna shani'aka huwal abtar, which translates to I will provide you different translations. Uh, one translation is indeed your enemy alone is cut off from the root. In other uh, translations of uh, other scholars, they say indeed your enemy is the one cut off. 
or Dr. Mustafa Khattab, he says, only the one who hates you is truly cut off from any goodness. So if, if you see the central idea is um, cutting off, right? Cutting, cut off from what? Cut off from society, cut off from relatives, cut off uh, from goodness. You know, all of, the, all of these meanings uh, have, been brought into, uh, have been brought into it. And um, uh, the word here, shani, which means from the, from the original word is derived from sha'an, uh, it means the hatred and spite because of which a person may start ill-treating others. So it actually, show, so in, in another place in the Quran, uh, Surah Al-Ma'idah, uh, Ayah 8, Allah says, And O Muslims, the enmity of any people should not so provoke you as to turn you away from justice. So it basically implies, this word shani basically implies every such person who is blinded by his enmity of the Prophet, that they started to bring accusations against him, slander against him, defame him, and vent out their anger against him. So you know, it is such a powerful statement that we can think about where is the hate, where, when we treat someone, are we doing that because they have they are, they are deserving of this treatment or where does this treatment come from, especially when we, be, we are being unjust to them? Is it because we hate them? So is it because my animosity towards this person? Am I treating him? Is that why I'm treating him like this? And Allah clearly says that do not be of those people that you start treating people unjustly just because of your animosity against them. So, you know, we, we, need to be, we need to be aware of truths and facts that we cannot let our emotions, we, can let, uh, let, we cannot let our emotions and our irrationality mistreat someone. Of course, if it's just, that's another story. I'm not going to get into, into those scenarios. But, but the central idea is that we cannot let our animosity, our anger, treat someone unfairly. That's, 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 and this is what uh, is, is, is uh, referred to here. And, and abtar is the word that is cut off, right? So, for example, that, you know, people started to say that, you know, you, have, you, you are being cut off from your family because you have no father, you have no uncle. He lost his wife, uh, he, he lost his uncle, he lost his father. Um, before he, uh, he was born, actually, he saw the death of his mother. He saw his five children dying. So imagine this, the mental state this person will be going through. And not only to see the deaths, let alone that, people are going actively against him. They are, there, there were moments when Prophet Muhammad you know, people used to throw garbage at him. And uh, it's just one of the examples. And um, the, 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 where, where, where Allah comes now into, into, into this picture, and he says that, as, as, I, as, I, as I read earlier, that it is, it is indeed your enemy that is going to be cut off. So, you know, this, this, this surah gave me an insight into the character of Prophet Muhammad there is, a, there is a beautiful um, a poem by one of a very famous poet from, 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 from the Indo-Pak region because when he started to write poetry, India and Pakistan were one, Alama Iqbal. Uh, he, he said a beautiful statement uh, that, is, that was for me quite thought-provoking when I heard it last year. He says that, okay, you can deny God, you can deny existence of God, but how can you deny Muhammad? So this is one of, was one of the moments when I thought, okay, I need to know who this person really was. Like, I want to connect to him on a personal, on, on, on a level that is more personal, not just because to see him as a messenger of Allah and, and, and over-glorify and consider him as a superhuman. So this surah really gave me the, 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 the access that I, that I needed, you know, to understand his struggles as a, as a human and, and, and what, 
and especially when it when when it, when it started talking about mental health and mental well-being and i was like this is one topic that allah is directly referring to right in the beginning of the revelation and this is a topic that has become taboo in our society and i i feel that is such a shame that we we trivialize such such a vital topic that is that is so important for our daily functioning you know our social dealings our our uh, dealings at work our dealings with friends or whatever and and prophet when allah said that you know it is your enemies who are going to be cut off people, many islamic scholars have said that they that actually meant that their enemies will be the ones who are not going to be remembered and what is so ironic about the statement that since the idea was that men are the one who who take the f- family forward the message forward it was actually in this case his daughter that people feel so much pride about even in this in today's time after 1400 years the 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 community the worldwide community that prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam had has managed to establish you know it's 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 remarkable that a comparable community to this is it's it's very seldom to, to to witness around you and because you you have these for example you know you i i meet people from indonesia sometimes i've met people from indonesia from bangladesh from uh from uh from uh, from, from from latin america you know who are muslims i mean uh, from the arab world from the north african region from somalia from ethiopia we all come from the different cultures we all come from different languages nothing we have we are so unique in our ways chinese also for example but we pray the same way we we speak the same prayer five times a day we we follow the same we follow the same person's message we have we all love the same person that is one thing that connects us and that is billions of people and this is what allah is exactly is, is exactly telling him that i know that i realize what the quraish and the people around you are telling you but remember that you will be the one at the end who will succeed and people will feel honored to be associated with you and many people take pride in that like for example the 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 the, the offspring of prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam they it all goes back to to one lady so you know not only that the, the, it went against the patriarchy this 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 masculine side of yeah okay the men are the one who will take if there is no men in the family the honor of the family cannot go forward and this is exactly what islam went against and i think this was just so beautiful that again with this message allah honors women allah honors the status of a woman in the society especially back then when women were nothing but more than uh, for something a men were uh, were basically using to, for their pleasure i think this is such a beautiful thing to see that there are so many if, if not hundreds of thousands million of people they take so much pride and honor being associated with the family of the prophet that goes back to the daughter of prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam hazrat fatima it was her offspring that went on imam uh, uh, hazrat hussein um uh, imam hussein imam hassan the shiite uh, the sect it goes back to that so all the people who believe in the in the Shia, who are followers of the shia sect they 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 trace their uh, journey and their uh, their offspring back to them so you know you see that that the, the his name his name has not been has not been been ridiculed in any way it was only dishonored back then but if you know and just to think about that you know i i i was always told by my family that yeah you need to love prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was a great man etc but i 
never actually felt that I have actually studied him. And I, I'm studying him since last year. And honestly, now I can, I can say that this is the person, this is my role model, because I studied him. We are not informed about him. For example, let's say if we, if, if we, if we like someone, right? If we love someone, let's say we have fans of Britney Spears, Beyonce, we have fans of Martin Luther King, we have following. I'm taking these examples of celebrity because this is, this is what pop culture has become. Like, you know, people have started to look up to these celebrity to take their up as their role models. I'm not critique, and it's not a critique. I'm just, at least in the circle that I'm in, I see that people look up to these artists, painters, who, you know, who take them as their, their role models. And, you know, you, you, you know everything about them. What do they like to eat? Where do they live? house, etc. When I was, when, when I, I was a huge fan of Britney Spears when I was growing up, when I, in my teenage, and uh, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> um, um, and I, 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 I used to listen to Britney Spears and I, I, I know how much, I, I even wanted to know how much she spends every month on her cosmetics, for example. So, you know, <laughs> Titanic, when it came out, I was, I was going crazy about Titanic. I wanted to know everything about Titanic. How was it built? Who built it? How long it took? What, what were the, te- the, the, the technicality of that ship? Everything. And I was like, okay, if I, if I was told that, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, we have this love of Prophet Muhammad, I was like, did, did I actually try to get to know him as a person? So, you know, the, the, the beauty of, of, of this was, that, uh, of, of this entire surah and the, the entire journey that I took, I really got to know him as a person. And I, I, it, it, it brought me so much closer to him because I could relate him on a human level. And, and the, the, the message out of the surah that I wanted to take out was about reassurance in, in difficult times. Who do we turn to for reassurance, right? Allah is sending him so many revelations, talking about mental health and in, in, in reminding him, listen, you have people against you, but that's not it. They will all come to me and I will take care of them. You don't worry about it. But remember what the, the, the blessings I have for you. And Allah reminded him of that in Surah Duha also, the, the one where we talked about uh, uh, depression and hope. And Allah is continuously reminding him. But the message is universal, so it's a reminder for all of us. Now Allah is saying that these, there will be people around you. You know, there, there, is, there, is, there is a verse, there is an ayah in the Quran that says, or the other way around. It's one of these ayah where Allah says that the, I, I honor whom I want and I give this honor to whom I want. Even in that point, Allah is, Allah is exclaiming that, listen, you, you know, like you to an individual level, like the honor is in my hands and this honor is in my hands. Stop running around and, and, and pleasing people. They, they don't give so much power to people. Come back to me and I'm there to help you out. So, you know, this is what, this is what gives me such a security because this is the truth that I have found for myself and this is what I encourage people through my talk to find this, these, these sources for yourselves. See who can you turn to in difficult times. See who you can turn to when you feel that, that when you feel so insecure that you feel that you might be your, you might, your, your insecurities might be used against you. And when you feel that you want to have honor, you want to, you want to win hearts of people, how can you do that? And when you feel depressed, when you feel lonely, when you feel hopeless, who can you turn to for reassurance? Your mother, your father, your, 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 your friends, your, your psychiatrist, your universe, your karma, Allah. You know, we all need to find that because we will always be, we will be so 
challenged in many ways in our lives that wealth will not bring us anything. Wealth, new laptop, new phone, new car, new house, kids. No. Some people also say that your life will be complete if you, especially especially women, they, they go through so much mental pressure to when, when people tell them, yeah, you know, your life will be complete if you become a mother. You know, you will feel so much happier if you will, be, if you will become a mother. I, I think, you know, we, we really... We really have to understand that the honor, happiness lies somewhere. And it's not in a human, it's not in a materialistic person. It could, it could be in you. I, I believe, I think in my opinion, it's for, for me, it's, it's me. And it's, if it's me, it's Allah. That is my connection to him. But this is something that I have found for myself. So I, I just, I can only encourage you all to find these truths for yourselves because no matter how much we run after these worldly things, worldly gains, it will just make us unhappy at the end of the day. It will not fulfill us. We need to understand the consequences of everything that we are doing. So Allah is reassuring Prophet Muhammad that even if, you, if these people are telling you that you've been cut off, you will, you will not be remembered. And this was the mentality back then. But the Allah proved, him, proved everybody wrong in that, in that point in time. And I think it's just so beautiful that we... So many, as I said earlier, so many people share this love of this person, of Muhammad in their hearts. You pick a person from Turkey, from, from Pakistan, from India, from China, from, from Russia, from, you name it, from Mexico. As long as this person is, is a Muslim and, and he practices, he knows the respect that he has towards this person. And especially those people who are from his offspring. And this offspring, again, goes back to a woman, not to a man. So this again is, is a huge blessing and a huge blessing that a woman carries in a world that was, that, was, that, was, that was patriarchal, that was only run by men. Fatima. They, they wouldn't, they wouldn't the, the husband of Fatima, uh, Ali, uh, Ali ibn Abi, Abi Talib, who, has, uh, who holds a huge um, uh, position in the Shiite sect, um, but uh, he was he was the husband of of of, of Fatima and the fourth uh, fourth caliph in in Islam. Well, this is also a debatable uh, position, uh, given the different sects in Islam. But um, um, since I I follow a certain uh, certain sect, I mean, I wouldn't call it a sect. I I follow what I have studied so far, and in my research, based on the research that I've done. Um, I, uh, I say that uh, Ali was the fourth caliph. So people do not even, even if they say, okay, because of course they were married, right? So they were married. So they take more pride in saying that I related to the progeny of Prophet through the woman. They don't even consider Ali ibn Abi Talib. So, you know, this is, this is what I'm trying to say that, you know, when Allah for me is that when Allah wants it, when we put our trust in him, he finds ways. He says in the Quran that if I will, I will, I will give you sustenance. I will, I will, I will, I will listen to your prayers and give you sustenance from from places you couldn't even imagine you could get. So you know, there's this this beautiful reassurance taught in this uh, surah, and I think it's it's again one of these surahs which is tiny but has so much profound meaning behind it. I just this was one ayah I talked about. And it already took me half an hour, and I have not also touched all the aspects of this ayah. The other two ayah are even longer. For, uh, the, the one with the inna al So where Allah says that, you know, indeed we have granted you, O Muhammad al-Kawthar. 
So you know you have an entire commentary of of, of scholars' books. Uh, uh, what uh, actually Kothar means and what does it look like? What is what is meant by Kothar? Is it actually the uh, is it only the river? Is it because is it or is it is it also the goodness, the abundance I talked about? Um, because in Islam um, there is fiqh and then there is the Sharia. Fiqh is the is a jurisprudence where you where you where you you know. You understand. You try to understand the meaning, the the narrative, the the context, and Sharia is also like you know you 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 do do a similar thing. But so you you try to look at what um, the Quran had to say, what it meant, in what context it meant. And the second the second ayah is uh, so pray and sacrifice to your Lord alone, which is the second ayah. And then again, it has another meaning, which is completely out of the scope of this podcast. But I picked the last one. So the surah is. Is, is packed with so much information, so much knowledge, and so much wisdom again that we can apply in these times. Uh, and and I, I, I feel, you know, this is, this is one of the very beautiful surahs because it's also one of the first surahs that ch- the children, when they, are, they, when they want to learn about Qur'an, when they want to learn uh, Qur'an, these, they learn this. It's tiny, it's tiny, it's, melod- it's, it's rhythmic, it's really easy to learn. So yeah, I hope and I pray. I pray to Allah that He, that He, that He, that He gives us the patience to to handle critique. He gives us the patience to to understand, um, to understand that 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 even if we are going through difficult times, and if we if we are having uh, challenging uh, men, mental uh, mental health issues there is always a way out and there's always someone we can reach out to we just need to find who that is uh, for ourselves it's a journey we all should take and i can i cannot but to encourage all of you to do that so thank you so much for listening to this podcast and uh, with this i end wa akhiru dawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh